going to throw it. And he's got the touchdown! Here's Brady's pass. It's Gronkowski! Oh! Max strips it! He is unbelievable! Hello, everyone. We had a great week of football today, and we honestly experienced a lot of things happening. It was kind of a... You know, it's kind of just an average week, and will you join us today to talk about some of the more non-average things that that have been happening? Because there were a couple upsets here and there, but it was it was a pretty solid week of football. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't boring. It was just you know, it was it was solid. I feel like there was a lot of unaverage, so to speak, games. Really, in the sense of. It didn't really go the way that you you thought things were gonna go. There were some upsets. There were some just I don't know that anybody really blew anybody out of the water. Ah, there was some a couple of higher scoring games, which was fun. But yeah, this was some good stuff. So what do you got for me today, Isaac? Uh, we can talk. So first, I think we can talk about the Saints and Eagles, which honestly, which was probably the biggest upset yet. And I was really sad that this happened. So first off, it was 29-40. Somehow the Eagles won because, and Jalen Hurts is unstoppable. He is the first QB in Eagles history to have three touchdowns in a single game, which doesn't sound that great, but when we're talking about the Eagles, honestly, it is that great. And um, even though Jalen Hurts was still really active and he was all over the place, Cameron Jordan still did get four sacks in the last five games. And which is almost one sack per game, which he did get one here. And honestly, I think that the Saints' defense is really up to par, and they were just coming at the Eagles, and they were doing everything they could. But what good is it if there's no offense to really put you at an advantage? You can keep trying to hold them off, but if you're not doing anything to them, you're not hitting, you're not making any points, you're not making any plays, nothing's really going to happen. And honestly, that's kind of what's been happening lately because the Saints have really been just falling apart without Drew Brees, without Jameis Winston. I thought well, Drew Brees is, isn't coming back. I know. Like, yeah, so I know. I know. I, yes, the Saints are going to be completely different from here on out until the next type of Drew Brees comes. Exactly, you know, and back. I thought that type of Drew Brees could be either Taysom Hill or it could be Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston really. Now, speaking of Taysom Hill, he actually signed a big contract, an extension with them, which is great. So they're obviously clearly wanting to keep him. He just did a four-year, forty mil, four-year, forty million dollar contract. I, I, I'll, I'll glad, I'll do one, one million, four-year, one million. Yeah, anybody? No. Anyway, four-year, forty million dollar extension that they just did the other day. So they clearly like him. They clearly want to keep him. He has got a lot of potential. He's not their starting quarterback. I mean, he can play a lot of different positions, whether it's tight end, receiver, some running back. So they obviously have some type of plans for him. That's true. And honestly, Taysom Hill is, they've used him in multiple different scenarios. Because like you said, he plays a bunch of different positions. And he isn't the, I mean, he can be a quarterback. But compared to Jameis Winston and some of these other, and obviously Drew Brees and everybody, he's not the best quarterback. Like if you had a choice, you would not pick him as a quarterback, like a starting quarterback. But when it comes to playing all sorts of different positions, he can really do it. And if someone gets out, you can just put him in. He can He's the puzzle piece that fits every part of the puzzle. And he can really just fit any play, and he can really just make some amazing plays. Yeah, agreed. No, for sure. Uh, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up to you, and I'll okay. see what else you got here. I watched the Thursday night game 
with the Patriots and the Falcons. And it was really the first time that you got to really analyze and watch Mac Jones and what he was doing and how he was playing. And I got to say that I don't understand. I don't know. I do understand because it's, again, we've talked about it, Isaac, with the coaching, with the way that the team is structured. He's doing his job. He's not, he's got a lot of athletic ability. He's got a great arm. He can throw a great ball, but he fits well in that system. He has gone into his position well. He's listening to leadership well. He's he's walking in and leading the team, doing his job, but he is being surrounded by outstanding, exceptional coaching from obviously Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and you're sitting here going, out of all the rookie quarterbacks right now, he is by far the most successful. The He has progressed the most. At this point, it looks like the Patriots are going to even make it to the playoffs. Like, that's crazy that they can bring this rookie quarterback in and the system that they have him surrounded by and that he's thriving in and week in and week out is doing his job at a really high level. Their defense is playing really good as well. That can then bring you to the Bears going, what are the Bears doing? I don't even really want to talk about the Bears because they're so, let's just use the words, they're pathetic, really. Like, I I mean, I I know there's Lions fans and Jets fans and stuff out there like, ah, no, our, our team's really bad. The Bears lately have been pretty pathetic. And Justin Fields, actually, he got hurt. He did get hurt, and that honestly was one of the things that really upset her. Because the thing is, I mean, we were always kind of the pathetic team, but now that we got Justin Fields, we were starting to really find our stride, and we were starting to get something going. And then the one thing that's our glimpse of hope in the sea of darkness goes out. He he gets hurt. And a couple and- of bruised ribs, so he should be back soon, but they're saying that Andy Dalton's the starter for Thanksgiving. Oh no. That's just, we're going to give the Lions their first win on Thanksgiving. Uh, that that could be bad. You know, next okay, speaking of the Buffalo Bills we've talked about, right? Yes. Like they were doing really good. A lot of these teams again some of them have struggled. So you got the Chiefs that were struggling, the Bills doing good, all of a sudden they're struggling and you're like who's really what's really going to happen? Who's really going to be getting their stuff together and making run for the playoffs for the Super Bowl. The Chiefs the last couple weeks have started to look, I would say, a little bit like the Chiefs. Mahomes is doing a little bit more where he's looking like himself and getting comfortable. So they've pulled off a couple wins. The Buffalo Bills, they've been struggling. Okay, this game was crazy. I know you're going to do your scores in in a little bit, but they kind of got blown out of the water at 41-15. to Like, that's kind of crazy. Jonathan Taylor, their running back dude, is unbelievable. He is. But I do have to say, okay, so one, if you had Jonathan Taylor in your fantasy football league, he scored like over 50 points. That's like crazy unheard of. You know, it's not Derrick Henry going off on a game. But what I don't understand with any football team, this is what I want your opinion on, Isaac. You have a running back that on the ground, so ran for four touchdowns and had a receiving touchdown. 
you got blown out of the water by one guy who scored five touchdowns against you. After, like, touchdown number two, maybe going on three, your game plan as a defense should have been somebody else has to beat us. I don't care if we lose this game. Like, we are not going to let this single guy, we are not going to let Jonathan Taylor keep running all over us. And yet he continued play after play, touchdown after touchdown. And I I don't even understand. I would have, as a coach, as player, I would have been like, we are doing everything we can to shut this guy down. And they just, they could not stop him. Yeah, honestly, I don't think, I I really can't see the logic behind that because you really, whenever there's something that's, someone that's really making plays, like that one just incredible player, you got to neutralize the threat. You got to do everything you can to stop that player because if you stop that player, then the team is going to, then the quarterback's going to be forced to look to other people. Because here's the thing if one person is getting all these touchdowns, two, three touchdowns by then, you would probably think the quarterback is most comfortable with this well, player. And it's a great example. Again, this is Carson Wentz, so he, he's doing pretty good with the Colts. He only had 106 yards throwing mm-hmm. he, he barely threw the ball 11 completions why your your running back is literally doing everything so how much different would this game be if the bills defense just said we're, we're, we're getting jonathan T- taylor out of here like uh-uh, not not hurting him not being meanness it's just going we're going to play defense and we're going to focus on shutting him down we're going to make sure that he's not running all over the place. He scored his two touchdowns. Great, that's it. Somebody else has to beat us. I, I don't understand how you can play a whole game and not shut one guy down. Exactly, because like I said, like they must think that if Carson Wentz played to this guy two, three times and they started to realize it, they should shut him down so then Carson Wentz is forced to play to other players, like other receivers, other tight ends then you would really get him throwing. Because like you said, he didn't throw that much. He had 11 completions. And which clearly proves that, I mean, I don't, he probably is comfortable throwing because, I mean, he won a Super Bowl. So he's probably pretty good at throwing. But the thing is, he must have felt really comfortable with running because what's the point of throwing a ball and maybe getting an interception and having that risk when you just give it to someone and they can run and score a touchdown? Like, that's so much easier. And yep. apparently it's not enough, and they, can, they can't stop it. I don't know. The Bills need to get some stuff together because I want to see them make that, that playoff run. But on the other side, if they're not going to find themselves and really – and I know you're not going to win every game, but when you're not playing yourself, same as the Chiefs, like you're not really going to be able to make it far or get even the chances of winning a Super Bowl if you're struggling in so many ways. A game I was happy about, I know you're happy about as well, not not to hate on the Packers, but the Packers did lose. Mm -hmm. It was kind of an epic divisional game. It was. And luckily, we weren't the ones playing it, which is the big thing. And, you know, the Vikings, when you think of, like, teams, there are, like, in the the NFL world, there are the teams that are, like, horrible, like the Jets, the Lions, no offense to them. And then there's the great teams, like the like the Buccaneers, the Chiefs, but then there's like that little division of just like 
the okay average teams. And I think the Vikings fall into that category, which is honestly, when you start to think about it, it's a lot bigger than you think because there are a lot of teams that kind of go under the radar and you don't really think about them as much. But then when you actually watch them do something, you're like, wow, those, that team is powerful. Because honestly, when you think about this little like category of teams, no one pays attention to them. No one even gives them a second glance like the Panthers, the... Um, the Jaguar, well, no, the Jaguars are pretty bad, but yeah, like those okay teams that no one really thinks about. Like, what what good are they? And then the and then they go up against a really a quote unquote really good team, and you're thinking, oh man, they're gonna get destroyed, but you don't even know anything about them. And that's and I think that's what happens with the at that's what happened with the Green Bay Packers and the Vikings. We all thought, oh snap, the even though <laughs> what are the odds that we've seen anything about the Vikings? I don't know anything about the Vikings, and they're in our own division, so that clearly goes to show how much of an okay team they are. And I really just thought the Packers are just gonna walk all over them. It's not us, so it'll be good. But somehow the Vikings just came back and beat them. And I mean, they did it with a field goal, but still. That is impressive. That there's a lot of points scored in that game too. It was a back yeah. and forth way. I think the Vikings, the Vikings do have potential. I think they have one of the best wide receiver duos in the league with Justin Jefferson and um, Adam Thielen. Oh, that's true. Just fantastic receivers, and I mean they know what they're doing. They have great potential, and even then you have Cousins. Their quarterback that I think, yeah, I would people would throw him as like the average quarterback. He, I think that he's better than people give him credit for. That's true. And if you look at his numbers, kind of year in and year out, look at his touchdowns to interceptions, like he does a real, he does his job and he does it well, and he is not real flashy. He's not you know, a Tom Brady, Mahomes-type person. And so, therefore, he does kind of get thrown under the radar a little bit. I just I think that he has more potential, or he's better than people give him credit for, for sure. Exactly. And that, honestly, I think you're right about that because people are always saying, like, oh, Tom Brady's insane, oh, Patrick Mahomes, and they're always looking at those great big quarterbacks, but then they always just look at those, like, av- quote-unquote average quarterbacks and just say, they're oh, they're just, the classic jack-of-all-trades, master of none, and they don't think that they're really good, and they just kind of put them under the radar. But then when you actually see them perform, it's just incredible because, especially for them, they know that no one thinks they're good. They know that no one really thinks they can do anything, and they think that they're average. But then when they then it gives them a chance to prove themselves, and they go out there and they show them what they can really do, and it's just awesome. And I love to see that with with especially quarterbacks that have moved around the league a lot and you don't really think about them. And uh, it's really it's really cool to see that Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins came back and won that game. Honestly, yeah, it was it was like good Packers, so. good game for them. And dude, speaking of, you know, the Vikings, they've been doing pretty good the last couple of years. Don't you remember like after two, three years ago, I think it was probably three years ago. Oh, yeah, they beat the Saints. The Saints with that crazy, questionable, like, pass interference. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, the Vikings have been they have history. fighting hard. But, yeah, I agree that they're kind of just not really put out there as much. But I'm glad that they ended up giving those uh, Green Bay Packers a loss there. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. I'm glad that he's back from his injury and happy that, you know, he's he's 
getting better. I, I want to say that he's playing well. He's struggling a little bit. Oh, yeah, he is struggling. And I, I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks that he really does come on strong and just is really getting back to himself, so to speak. So, but the Cardinals winning their second game without Murray? Yeah, they are insane. And that's the thing. Like, Russell Wilson, he came back with his finger in injury. And honestly, I don't think it was the best thing that the game that he comes back is against the Cardinals because you'd think, like, oh, he was playing horribly, but... It's not. I don't know if it was him playing really bad, or it's just the Cardinals playing at an unreal level. Because the Cardinals' second game they won without Kyler Murray, and Kyler Murray was kind of the jewel in their crown and the thing that made them so cool and the player that really just emphasized the team. But uh, honestly, they have been living up to they. Uh, the backup quarterback knows he has big shoes to fill, and he's really filling those shoes. And they really just shut down Russell Wilson. Like, he lost three straight games the first time in his career, and this was one of them. And the Cardinals are 6-0 six, six on away games, so clearly they got something going here. Yeah, I think, again, the Cardinals, if they get Murray back soon, can be definitely a force to be reckoned with. Sure. So we've talked about a couple scores. Why don't we go ahead and just go around the league? I know there were some kind of crazy upsets and some crazy games, and, you know, we'll kind of do some scores here. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. What's the score here? What's the score? What's the score? What's the score? Time for score in 60. All right. So starting off, we have the Saints and Eagles. Somehow the Eagles came on top of the Saints 40 to 29. We got the Dolphins surprisingly coming on top of the Jets 24 to 17. The Washington football team upsetting the Panthers 27 to 21. The Colts in a really big upset against the Bills 41 to 15. The Browns beating the, the Lions came close to beating the Browns 13 to 10. The 49ers came on top of the Jaguars 30 to 10. The Texans with an upset beat the Titans. Ooh, that's a big one. 22 to 13. The Vikings in a great win against the Packers 34 to 13. The Ravens unexpectedly beat the Bears 16 to 13. The Bengals beat the Raiders 32 to 13. The Cardinals came on top of the Seahawks 23 to 13. The Chiefs were pretty slow, 19-9 against the Cowboys. The Chargers walked all over the Steelers, 41-37. to And the Buccaneers beat the Giants, 30-10. to couple games you said in there. Nice job, man. The Texans taking it over the Titans. That nobody really saw coming. And, again, that's what's crazy about football week in and week out. Why we watch it is you really can never predict it. And then... I know we didn't really want to talk about the Bears, but the Ravens did not have Lamar Jackson. Mm-mm. And the Bears lost to a backup quarterback. That's kind of the definition of pathetic. It is. It really what, is. what in the world? I don't even understand, but it is what it is. That's true. And honestly, uh, the cool thing is with like these players that are coming up, they really just, they know how to play. Like these backup quarterbacks these days have really been playing. Like the Cardinals, the Ravens, they really just are playing to their predecessor's level in some cases. Which is good because it means you have a good system. It means you have good coaching that the the backups are watching what's going on. They're watching the starters and going, hey, I, I got to step up and I got to do my job and I got to do it well. I'm mm-hmm. excited about Thanksgiving football. It's going to be awesome. Epic. Oh, it's going to be great. Bears and Lions. That might, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Maybe we be. won't even, we'll just skip past that. But it's going to be a great week of football. We're looking forward to it and connecting with you guys.